Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning once again. I welcome each and every one of you to the prayer call this morning. We want to say good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Come and make your presence known as we humble ourselves before you. See our hearts this morning as we open them. See those things that we have held on to, places of pain and disappointment, places of fear, fear of what tomorrow holds, fear of lack, fear of loneliness, fear of uncontrollable thoughts. All those fiery darts of the enemy being injected into our minds. Heal hearts this morning. Set the captives free. Remind us, Father, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we remind principalities, powers, and familiar spirits that they have no right to touch us in any way. For we are in covenant with God and hidden, hidden in the secret place of the Most High. Holy Spirit, lead and guide us into all truth. Order our footsteps according to your word and your original plan and purpose for each one of our lives. This I pray in Jesus' name over your people this morning, Father. You know, it takes a team to make this prayer call what it is, so I would like to introduce them to you. Our controller this morning is uh, Sister Tanika Smothers. She makes sure the call is up and watches that it runs smoothly. We're grateful to God for her and her faithfulness and her commitment to do this. My name is Heather Dawson. I am the facilitator for this morning. And I greet you in the name of Jesus. And, you know, we have, we have Linda Lightfoot, Minister Linda Lightfoot. She is the intercessor who is going to be praying this morning. So, good morning, Minister Lightfoot. How is it in your neighborhood this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. It is on the north side of Fabulous. <laughs> well, wonderful. <laughs> Praise the Lord, the north side of fabulous. Praise God. Um, those of you that are on the call often, you know where that came from. Our precious pastor, Tommy Powell. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and so then we have Minister Randall Gorey, and he's going to bring the devotion for the morning. So let's say good morning to Minister Randall. How are you doing this morning, Minister Randall? Good morning, Mother Heather. Good morning, Minister Lightfoot. I am doing absolutely fantastic. It is warm this morning. I've got it all opened up around here. It just feels like breakfast time indeed. <laughs> Amen. Yes, we we have come to receive the morning breakfast, praise God. And we thank God for you this morning and your commitment to be on the call this morning. You know, we always uh, want to give honor to the pastors that God has set over New Destiny, and that is Bishop Christopher C. Smith and Pastor 
Adrian Smith. And so we cover them and their family this morning. We cover them with prayers, with love. We cover them with the blood of Jesus, asking God to direct their every footstep. And may they hear and may they obey the very voice of God himself. Amen and amen. Well, you know, we're on the uh, fabulous side of the north, and uh, it's a great uh, morning to be alive and to be on the prayer call. And since we've prayed, um, I'm going to ask Minister Randall if he'll come now and share what the Lord has given to him. Tell Minister Randall, it is all yours. Thank you so much, uh, Mother Heather. I appreciate that this morning. want to just... Uh, open up this morning's call by again um, acknowledging um, my bishop and pastor, Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. Want to acknowledge all of the clergy uh, from around the world that have gathered on the call this morning, from all the bishops and pastors and elders, ministers and laypersons, and those who just submit and commit their lives to the work of the Lord. Want to say thank you to the uh, Universal Body of Christ. This morning that are on the line, especially my new Destiny family and those who are visiting um, from various places um, this morning from around uh, the local communities. Thank you so much for coming onto the call. It is a great day again to just be alive in the land of the living, knowing that God has prepared something for us that we may continue to grow in him and know what we're supposed to do in the earth in these uh, last days that we're living in. And so this morning on uh, June the 22nd, 2022, we have a devotion this morning that is really um, powerful and I thought was relevant because um, we just celebrated Father's Day. And this could very well have been a, a, a devotion, not just for now, but for last week as as we prepare for Father's Day, because it's entitled, What Does the Father Want? And if we can ask ourselves that question this morning, whatever place we are in, it will help us to get a better grasp on what the Lord wants to say through this devotion this morning. So what does the Father want? And we're going to come out of three uh, specific passages of Scripture this morning um, as we dissect this devotion. So now let's be mindful that the book of Proverbs is filled with warnings and rules about their training, and it is filled as well with precious content for thorough training. So Proverbs, the first chapter, the eighth verse out of the New King James Version reads, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Proverbs, the 10th chapter, the first verse, actually the first through the fifth verse gives us a better idea of what the scripture is speaking to us. Out of the amplified version, it reads, A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish, stubborn son who refuses to learn is a grief to his mother. This is describing two kinds of sons and how they affect their parents. It also discusses the Lord's blessing on those who are diligent as well as the result of being lazy. So we can look at this 
uh, particular scripture as it pertains to Cain and Abel as being two different kinds of sons that affect their parents' lives in a different way. And then finally, Proverbs, the 23rd chapter, and the 21st, 24th verse out of the Message Bible, <clears throat> excuse me, reads, Listen with respect to the father who raised you. And when your mother grows old, don't sell it for love or money. Buy wisdom, buy education, buy insight. Parents rejoice when your children turn out well. Wise children become proud parents. So make your father happy. Make your mother proud. Wow, that's a lot there. So let's begin by um, really taking these three passages of Scripture and, and seeing what is being said as it pertains to training. So righteousness and wisdom are learned behaviors. You convey them by example, by instruction and punishment. Yet while you should pray for God's blessing and mercy in the lives of your children, he expects you to be showing them righteous wisdom, teaching them about it, and enforcing their performance. For that is the means he chose for them. Amen? Now, the Bible teaches much about hearing and listening. He who has ears, let him hear, Matthew 11 and 15. It also links wisdom with those that listen and credits discernment to those that hear. James, the first chapter, the 19th verse reads, Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. Because if we don't actively listen to others, we can create unneeded tension. We can create that. Because when we don't listen and we become quick to be uh, angry and speak, we don't let our thoughts process the right way. And so, therefore, we bring in unnecessary tension. I personally love that passage of Scripture because it encourages us to have ears to hear and it calls upon us each to pay, to pay attention to what the Spirit's saying to the church. Now, the church is not just the building that we enter in each week to hear the word of the Lord, but the church is the spirit of a man. Now, Romans, the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, reminds us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The warning here is of the dangers of being blind to the truth and death to the word of God. You can be blind because you're not seeing what God is presenting before you, but you are, can be deaf because you're not hearing in your spirit what the Lord is saying as it pertains to correct training. See, when we pay attention to the word of God from Bishop instead of being, in some cases, on our phones, shopping, or playing games during service, and truly give heed to this godly man and the others that are before us each week, we're described as wise. Being in the house of God and paying attention to what is being spoken over the pulpit 
is allowing us to receive God's word for our lives so that we can do better at bringing up those that are in our care to be able to be proper individuals that live godly lives even as children. So we want to be wise. We want to be the ones with a teachable spirit and endowed with understanding. These are the ones that know how to apply the knowledge. They have been taught and allows us to respond to the still small voice of the Lord for our help in the present time of need. Now, training up a child in the way that they should go is a biblical principle that is acted out in the lives of many Bible characters. In the early church, for example, Timothy learned the scriptures from infancy, from his very own mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. These were godly women, making sure that he got what God gave to them for him early on in the process of his life. Then we have, of course, the Lord Jesus, who was knowledgeable in the scripture and skilled in building things, building things, building people, carpentry, the same for people, same for building things. But now in the book of Proverbs, King Solomon's directive to his son was to pay heed. Now, heed in this uh, definition is to pay attention to, to carefully, pay careful attention to something, paying uh, specific attention to something, take notice of that. So when we heed to something, we are paying attention to it, careful attention, taking notice of it. So King Solomon, in this case, is, is giving a directive to his son to his, through his own words of instruction and not to forsake the teaching of his mother. Praise God, both individuals are important in what they give to the child. So his son was to pay attention to what his father was saying in his own words of instruction, not to forsake what his mother was giving to him as well. This should be a direction that is given to every youngster, both boys and girls. Now, we're not worried about uh, children describing um, themselves as specifics. For example, if we are teaching children the right way, we are heeding, having them heed to the attention that their father is giving them according to the law that their mother um, has for them, then we're giving everything we need to young children, young boys and girls. And when we do this, we don't have to be worried about these children describing themselves through pronouns, he, him, and his, and she, hers, and hers. That's not the way God intended for young children growing up, boys and girls, to become young men and women of the word. Look like a man, look like a woman, speak like a man, speak like a woman, know who you are because of whose you are. But it should also be something to which parents pay heed too, for it is as parents train their children in a way that they should go, that they have the Lord's assurance that when they are old, they will not depart from it. This is something that parents are to be on 
quickly and early in the process of training up their child in the way that they should go. This is how we make sure that we're putting the God of our salvation in each and every one of our children. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you this morning for this daily bread. The aroma of its freshness blesses the spirit and the nourishment of the word satisfies the soul. Help us to seek after your righteousness and holiness for our lives. Your word says that if any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Amen. As parents and mentors of young people, teach us how to be patient and to instruct them with love and with grace. We want to be happy, but we want you, Lord, to be happier that we have heard your word and obediently followed it to see the fruit of our labor blossom into wonderful children who desire you, choose to follow you so that the blessing of God changes our world to look more like what you originally created before sin. We give you permission to have your way in us today so that we can be changed with greater wisdom to be agents of righteousness so children learn to follow the ways of Christ that as their parents, we look and sound like him too. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Mother Heather? <laughs> thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. So be it, so be it, so be it. What you spoke this morning, thank you. We were served. We were served a wonderful daily portion. A lot was said. A lot was said. And, you know, Minister Randall was right. We need to show righteous living to our children. You know, it's one thing to have a child, but it's another thing to bring up a child. Many children have been forsaken. Many children do not know what it is to have a loving mother and a loving father. And so the way that we learn these things is through the Word of God. And Proverbs is filled with instruction. Mm -hmm. So, Minister Randall, again, I say thank you. Thank you for that devotion. I pray that each and every one on the line um, was able to uh, take it in, write it down, so that you can meditate upon it. Because even if you do not have children of your own, you can influence those that are around you. Um, you may have nieces and nephews, may be neighbor children. Just be a loving, kind person to children. They need it today. They're growing up in a very confused world, a world that does not offer them much at all. So we have to present the truth of the gospel to them so that they will grow up to be mighty in the land. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that devotion. We are always grateful to be able to pray over requests that have been uh, sent through our website. So if you uh, have a need, I would encourage you to send them in. 
we will pray, and if the request comes during the days when we're not on the call, we have a strong team of prayer warriors who immediately pray. So your prayer requests are not forgotten. They're not taken lightly. Um, They pray diligently. So I encourage you. I encourage you to send them in, and I promise that we will pray over them. So I'm going to ask uh, Minister Linda Lightfoot if she would come and share any requests that um, have been sent in and anything that the Holy Spirit has placed upon her heart. And we are going to be in agreement with her, believing, believing together that it shall manifest and manifest quickly. So Minister Lightfoot, if you will come at this time, please. Good morning, everyone. We are going to be praying for our nation and for the universal church, the family of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you blessing and honoring you for the God and Father that you are. We bless your holy name this morning. We praise you because you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, you, O oh God, are worthy of celebration. Father, we give Thanks that we can come boldly before your throne, making our requests known to you. So we lift our nation to you. Father, forgive us for our Mm. sin. Forgive us for having rebelled against your word. Forgive us for not walking in truth. Forgive us for setting up idols and denying Christ. Forgive us for everything that we as a nation have done that has hurt you, that has frustrated you, that has even angered you. Forgive us. Mm for the abominable things that have been done in this nation and are continuing to be done. Forgive those of us who have a murderous heart and believe that it is okay to take away a life that you have given. Forgive us, Lord, for putting laws into place that encourage the murdering of gestating infants and babies up to six months of age. Father, you are the author and the giver of life. Father, you know each of these children by name that will be offered up on the godless altars of hospital gurneys, Planned Parenthood clinics, hotel rooms and alleyways, car back seats and and all manner of places. Father, forgive the doctors and nurses and people who assist in these abominable acts. They think they know what they're doing, but they do not. Father, let these babies be too strong to die at the hands of aborters. Let them survive unscathed. Let godly adoptive parents take them and raise them up in the love and admonition of you. Let them fulfill their assignment on earth. Father, send a spirit of conviction upon all who agree with, perform, and practice abortion. Open their eyes that they may see the error of their ways. Father, have mercy upon the mothers who think or are persuaded to believe abortion is proper. Let them see it for the abominable thing that it is. Father, have mercy on the legislators and voters who stand in agreement with abortion. Let the godly leaders in government stand for righteousness and let them have greater influence than those who legislate and do wickedness. Father, let your love manifest in this nation. We pray a hedge of protection around this nation. Let every person engaging in treason, espionage, 
and undermining this country be exposed for the enemy that they are. Let every effort to destroy it be exposed and thwarted inside and out. Wash us, O God, and we shall be clean. Wash us, and we shall be whiter than snow. Create in us clean hearts and renew a right spirit within us. Let them be removed and cast into the sea that would destroy this nation and people. Father, protect us from foreign invasions and attacks. Be a fence around us. Let us truly rise to be one nation under the living God, and let us have no other gods before you. Let a spirit of conviction come upon those who have denied you, ignored you, strove to cast you out, forbade others to worship you, and we ask that a spirit of confusion come upon those who will plot to prevent public worship of the living God from being practiced. Father, we lift up the universal church, the body of Christ that filleth all in all. Cast the Cause the church to arise sober and vigilant. Let nothing come upon her unawares. Father, let the true prophets of God arise and declare what thus saith the Lord. Give the people ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to believe and obey upon receipt of the word of God. Let faith arise. Let hope arise. Let the church be armored in the armor of God that she will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. For you said the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. Father, let there be righteousness demonstrated at all ages and levels of maturity. Let the church Take her rightful place of authority in the earth and let the church begin to speak a right word in due season to the issues that arise. Let the church begin to vigorously exercise its authority and bring order to confusion. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over the congregation of new destiny. We place the blood over the doorposts and the lintel of all new destiny properties. And we thank you for angels of protection surrounding our campuses and the people of God. Let us all be covered with your blood. We thank you for divine protection, Father. Let the spirit of evangelism fall upon every believer. Let the gospel spread like fire. Let the people be drawn with loving kindness. Let us all be filled with your spirit that we would be able to fulfill our purpose on the earth. Help us to truly colonize earth with citizens from heaven. Let us truly push back the powers of darkness. Let the glory of the Lord be risen upon the church. Let there be unity within the congregational bodies and among congregations. Let leaders come together in partnerships, achieving great works together. Let the big eyes and little U's cease existence. Let there be no respect of persons. Let walls of competition come down. Let denominational walls come down. Let racial barriers come down. Let us reflect the citizenry of heaven and let all nations gather together in a united worship. Let us be of one mind, one heart, and one voice that nothing will be impossible to us. Father, bless and strengthen every pastor and all those called to declare the gospel as clergy. We ask that their hearts be healed, their hopes and dreams be restored, their visions be clarified and reinvigorated. We ask that their strength be renewed like the eagles. Send a refreshing. Give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and the oil of joy for mourning. Fill their cups to the overflow and let the overflow flow onto 
all connected to them. Wrap them in your love, and we will give you the honor, the praise, and the glory that is due your name. We deem these things as done and sealed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ooh, amen, amen. It was hard not to just shout as Minister Linda prayed that powerful prayer this morning. I pray that you you felt you felt what was said this morning. So much, so much. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And we do seal that prayer in the blood of Jesus that nothing can be taken away from it. Hallelujah. So, Minister Lightfoot, thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for the depth of that prayer this morning. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How hard it is not to just continue in that attitude of power, in that attitude of strength, in that attitude of, of just, calling upon the Lord, the one true God, the one that can change circumstances by just a spoken word. Hallelujah. So Mm. glory to God. Glory to God this morning. Hallelujah. It's hard to end this, but we're going to go back to Minister Randall for any closing thoughts that he might have this morning. Minister Randall. (laughs) Yes, you're absolutely right, Mother Heather. (laughs) Well, we'll get to go in a little further after the call, right? Um, Just just one really quick thing. Be righteous, you guys, to the people that are on the line that can share this word from this morning. I just wanted to say be righteous and wise because it pleases God, for that is his commandment for each and every one of our lives. Ecclesiastes in 12 and 1, 13 and 14 gives more in-depth explanation to why that is. It's a win-win when we are wise and righteous as God desires for us to do so. And so you might ask, well, how can we uh, do this? And so you must choose to be righteous and must choose to be wise to please not just your earthly father, but your heavenly father. So do not think that you can neglect either one, for he is just and righteous to punish all iniquity. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Randall. Thank you so much. As we close our time this morning, you know, maybe you came on the call this morning and maybe you have a need. Maybe you are suffering. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need to receive a touch from the Lord. So I'd like... um, I would like to for you to receive some words from a song that is very uh, precious to me, and it's called, In Jesus' Name, God of Possible. Now, the words are not exact. It's the song that you may hear, but I paraphrased it and I've changed it. But I want to speak this over each and every one of you. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your Mm. sorrow, I ask my God to move. Mm. I seek heaven, and I pray this for you. I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. Mm. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. 
I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. I speak the name of all authority, declaring blessings, every promise he is faithful to keep. I speak the name no grave could ever hold. He is greater. He is stronger. He's the God of possible. Mm. I pray for revival, for restoration of faith. I pray that the dead will come alive in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So be encouraged today. It has been a full time that we have spent together. There was so much to glean from everything, from the devotion to the prayer that was offered up to the Lord on behalf of this nation upon our children. The enemy is after our children because he knows if he can get the children, he's going to get the parents, he's going to get the church. So stand up, people. Stand up for righteousness. Be bold. Don't be afraid to speak out. God is on your side. If God be for us, who can be against us? Mm. And if you don't feel strong in your faith, then I say to you, get in the word of God today. Take time apart from anything that you have to do, what you're called to do, your job, maybe an appointment. But before you do anything, Get in the word of God. Saturate yourself. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Mm. When the enemy sees who you are in Christ, he will not touch you. He cannot touch you. Cannot touch you. So I say to you today, be encouraged. Be encouraged. God has not forsaken you. He never will. He is a friend. Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we open the line this morning to pray together, I'm asking that you pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. For that, we are told, is the most perfect prayer. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is directing you how to pray. He knows better than what we know as to what needs to be prayed. So be obedient this morning. Be obedient. Just surrender yourself. Open up your mouth and begin to pray in the Spirit as the Lord gives you utterance. Please open the line. 